Hi, this is Tina Black, and this is the B-Series Podcast. Today, we'll be exploring untold stories of transformation and leadership. We hope you'll subscribe and check out the B-Books and send us your stories of transformation after listening. Okay, so today is really, really special. Uh, you're going to be able to meet Jen and Matt Martinelli. I actually got to hear them speak at our last Paul Mitchell School Owner Summit, which they were absolutely brilliant and so much fun to listen to. And then they were on one of our online masterminds for uh, salon owners, and it was so clear that I needed to have both of them on this podcast. And I really could actually interview you guys separately and have a whole separate hour with each one of you because you each have your own story. And, and this is called the B series because I believe that so many people have become human doings instead of human beings. And the mere fact that you guys picked up your life a little over a year ago and moved from New Jersey to California. Not so shabby of an idea to move to California, by the way, to start your company, but you left what you were doing so that you could be who God really made you to be. And that's what I am really excited about. And Jen and uh, Matt have been married for 10 years. They have two children, a boy and a girl, six and eight years old. And here you are picking up and moving to California, secure jobs to start your own business. Hello. Hi, we're so excited to be here. And thank you. That was an amazing introduction. Yeah, we've been uh, talking about this for a week now. So we're super excited. Yeah. Uh, I know this is going to be really great and hearing your story and uh, both of your stories and Jen, uh, you were a little bit more transparent on the last salon mastermind just about your life and growing up and I thought, wow, we really need to have both of you on here and I just, I love the support and I love that the both of you work together because I really believe that so many spouses out there should be working together and they don't. My husband and I, uh, we've been in two separate careers for 33 plus years but now all of a sudden he's joined my career and, and being more part of things that I do, which I think is absolutely awesome. And so seeing the two of you together is so phenomenal. Would you guys mind sharing your journey uh, before you got to this new company? And we're going to talk about this new company. It's called Canvas Recruit. And it's absolutely phenomenally brilliant because I have uh, a business with Sean Chido. It's called Next Level Salon Leadership. And the number one thing they asked me is how to hire and how to recruit and how to find the right people. And now guess what I I send them to your website because I'm like, this is the way to do it. This is how you're, how you need to do this and how you need to recruit the right people for your company. So you, uh, you came at the right time and I'm so grateful for your company and I can't wait to share that, but talk about your journey to get to where you are today. Yeah. So I had been working for, um, a large CRM company in the beauty space, Millennium Software. Um, I worked there 13 years. Matt had a stint and worked there for about six or seven years as well. So working together, this is not our first rodeo. We actually really enjoy working together and we know that it brings out the best in us. Um, and so I noticed that there were a lot of things in my life. I remember specifically one of my friends would come up and say like, you're so successful. Like, how do you do it? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm not successful. Like, yeah, you know, I ran marketing and education for this big company, but I really didn't see myself as successful. And it kind of brought something to the forefront of my brain of like, why don't I see myself as a success? And that's a really big issue. And at the time we had two little kids, Giovanna and Matteo, and they were, they were probably, you know, three and one at the time. Um, and then I was in my 13th year at Millennium and they asked me to go to a seminar on how to become a better speaker. So I go to this seminar and I get there and really at the end of the day, what I didn't realize is yes, it's about how to be, be a good speaker on stage, but it was really about how to strip down to the core purpose of who you are, who you were meant to be, why you are in this world so that when you do stand in front of an audience, you can really resonate and connect with them. Um, and so immediately like my stomach hurt, right? Like she's telling us we're going to go through this like you know, journey of digging into our past. And I'm like, oh God, I want to call Matt and be like, come get me right now. Because I was like super afraid. She actually, she did. She's I like, did, I called him. She's like, come get me. I'm like, no. I'm <laughs> He's like, you're saying. <laughs> um, and so what she had us do was go through the most transformative exercise 
ever for me specifically was she had us go through three life defining moments before the age of 13. And it's funny because, you know, I'm in my thirties, but I never really think about that little girl. I never really think about myself at the age of, you know, at those ages before 13. And so I went back and I started thinking about, you know, we lived in Lodi, New Jersey. Um, my mom had me at 17 years old. My dad was kind of like, okay, he's 17. He's like, see you later. Um, so in and out kind of trying to figure his own life out and really trying to be apart, but not really. Um, and my immigrant grandmother, who was from Portugal, was really kind of raising and trying to make ends meet for all of us. Um, she didn't speak English. I remember translating like mortgage documents in English and Portuguese from English to her because she just didn't know how to navigate the world. You know, she was just so like trying to figure it all out. Um, and then also, you know, being the youngest, right? So like my because we were like, you know, my grandma was trying to make it all happen. My aunt lived upstairs with her two kids. Um, and my, so I was the youngest of all the cousins. I was the youngest of my two aunts who grew up like my sisters. And so I'm thinking of all of these scenarios and I'm like, this is terrible. Like, why am I thinking about this? And then she had us create three false beliefs as a result of those thoughts, right? And so my false beliefs really, I wrote down very quickly. I didn't even think about it. I wrote down, I was abandoned, which I, I grew up with a very great family, but those thoughts of abandonment, my dad not really being in the picture, my mom trying to figure life out. Um, I, I am annoying um, because I always felt like, I could vividly remember going into a room and all the kids cleaning up, cleaning up shop. Like, oh, Jen's here, let's go. Um, I remember going to the bathroom and coming back and they were all gone, like scattered. Um, and so just having that feeling of annoying and I'm not good enough was the third thing I wrote down. And I was like, wow, this is really terrible. Like why is she having us go through this exercise? But then what she had us do was then transform those negative beliefs into something positive about yourself, right? So like I am annoying really became, I am really in tune with everyone else's feelings and emotions. And I'm really compassionate and empathetic to how everybody else is feeling because I know what it feels like to feel that way. Um, and then I was abandoned became, I show up for everything. You can count on me because I will never leave you hanging because it's just not who I am. And I'm, that's not who I am as a result of those experiences. Um, you know, and I'm not good enough really was just kind of, I bring 110% to everything I do um, because I am good enough. And so it started to make me recognize and look at it from a lens of gratitude. Like, thank God those, those, those experiences happened to me because now I'm able to be the adult version of myself that I am today. Without those experiences, I might have not been a compassionate and empathetic leader. And so it started to puzzle all the pieces together. Like, this is why I'm a great leader at the current company I was working for. I led and ran teams as big as 50, you know, I hired and, and led them and they were, they got the group to about 15 people um, and I never lost anybody. And they always felt empowered. And actually everybody used to kid and say, oh, look at that unicorns and rainbows department. Um, and I used to be like, oh, that's, you know, but like, yeah, we are because we're having fun. We're working hard because my sole purpose and what came out of that exercise was my sole purpose was to make sure that everyone had a voice because I felt like as a child, I didn't have a voice and I wasn't empowered. And so I, my goal was to stop at nothing, but to give everyone a voice. And once I had that level of clarity, well, now I was like on fire. I was unstoppable. I became the best version of myself in every angle. I became the best mom, the best daughter, the best sister. Uh, the best employee, the best coworker, because I was just able to really tune in to the fact that my purpose is empowerment, and I need. And I went through those experiences to empower everybody else. Um, and I know I talked a lot, and I know you probably want to jump in here. No, I, I was just going to say, like that. Also, that exercise also allowed her to realize that she deserved more, right? That she wasn't really fulfilled in what she was doing, and I think that's what kind of led us to like that next journey in our life because we both kind of sat there and we kind of said, let's define our purpose, right? Because we're not truly happy in what we're doing. We're not truly fulfilled. You know, we're in our thirties. We have two little kids. We didn't feel successful, even though we, we were. Um, and we're like, it's, it's a problem. So we really sat down like, what is our purpose? What is going to be our three pillars? And one was our legacy. One was having more time with our children. And one was um, helping people change their lives, right? So we kind and of empowering them. Yeah. And we kind of define those three things and we're like, Jen shot out of bed, right? Like, I literally shot out of bed. It was like 11 PM. And I was like, 
like binging on one of my mindset, right? Because that was another thing is I came home from that experience and I was inspired and I was ready to light the world on fire and teach everyone else how to do this, right? Because you can always let the past hold you back and feel like you want to like curl in a ball and, and, and just be, you know, submissive. But when you allow that past to empower you, and let your light shine and be vulnerable with other people, right? Like that's vulnerability is the pinpoint of connection. So now that you can be vulnerable with people, you're, you're connecting on another level. And so coming from a place of gratitude, I shot out of bed at 11 PM. He was like half asleep. And I'm like, this is my, my purpose is empowerment. And if my purpose is empowerment, if we build a platform that's going to help beauty professionals better market themselves and help beauty business owners, be empowered to find that right cultural fit and not be held hostage by a toxic environment, well, then we would have empowered people on a massive scale. And that's what we need to do. Um, and Matt was kind of <laughs> kind of like in shock, but he, he understood from my transformation journey of just like becoming this like, you know, person that was just accepting life the way it was, right? Like I felt like I was in this hamster wheel of like, going to work, making things happen, empowering people, rushing home. The babysitter has the kids. It was like 6.30, sit on the couch and watch TV. Why make dinner? Like I was in this world of wishes, wishing for more time, wishing for more financial abundance, wishing for more of all these things. And I kept feeling like, you know, I was just running in circles. Um, but, it's, but it's funny though, because once, we, once she got through this exercise and we started to really kind of dive into like emotional intelligence and the universe we started to see things happen right we started to see magic happen and in that short amount of time i think it was a month or two i saw this complete transformation and i was like hooked because i'm more of the realist she's always been somewhat of a dreamer right and i'm always like no we have two kids no we have that. a mortgage i'm like you know i always think like like you know big picture right and if you would ask me two years ago whether or not we were going to quit our jobs move out to california start a business i would say you're crazy right? But because I was so aligned with what she was doing and I was starting to do the same thing. So not only did was she practicing it, but I was doing it with her and I was seeing the changes and I was seeing the magic happen and I was seeing kind of like our mindset just shift. And when she shot out of bed, I was like, absolutely. Like she was so, she was vibing at such a high level that I literally would have done anything that she said, <laughs> which a year ago I would have been like, you're absolutely out of your mind. But I was like, absolutely. And I think, you know, you talked about it earlier, Tina, where you were like, it's so important to be able to do that with your spouse because when you have that support and when you're in complete alignment on your purpose, you're literally unstoppable, right? Because it's hard to kind of do that when you guys aren't on the same page. Um, yeah. So, and, I, and, I, and I've always been the one that was a little bit more outgoing and I was always been the one that was kind of like the, the head of the conversation. And I, see, I saw this amazing shift where she kind of found her voice and yeah. her purpose. And she kind of, now I let her talk and I let her lead. And that's just like, for me, it's amazing because I always knew she had it. But for years, it, was, it, it wasn't that way. So, you know, we, we talk about it a lot where she's found her voice and I was so impressed and so blown away. that I was like, this is truly her path. You know, everything happened for a reason. She didn't feel truly fulfilled. She didn't feel really empowered in her old career, but there was reasons for that because she deserved better. And when you start thinking that way and you see the magic happen and you define your purpose, anything can happen. Incredible. You get, both need to start your own podcast, by the way. <laughs> I know. There's so much. I just want to keep going. And do your own uh, life coaching. That's what I see for your future because I think that's so important. You know, I didn't really realize as a business owner uh, that my mission is in the business of changing lives. And I knew after I became a John Maxwell coach and really studying mindset training for myself because I got transformed, like you said, to help transform people. So I couldn't change people's lives until my life was changed. Yeah. And the highest form of leadership is leading ourselves. Yeah. And most people think that the highest form of leadership is holding a position, a high position. I used to think that too. And I didn't really realize, gosh, Tina, you gotta go through your own transformation. And, and it's so cool to see uh, Matt came along board with you. A lot of spouses don't. They just look at their wives and say, what's going on with them? I know for years, my husband and my kids were like, oh, she's going off the deep end. Like, I don't know what, she, she's in this job. John Maxwell coach stuff. This is 2013. And about five years later, uh, all my, both my kids and my husband got certified with John Maxwell coaching. Amazing. You know, are they in it as much as me? No, 
you know, but they definitely have an understanding more, but they know that's Tina. She's on her mastermind. <laughs> what is she doing now? You know, <laughs> what's going on with her? And, but my husband really does enjoy my podcast, but let's talk about that for a second. Then I'll go through the steps that you just listed for everybody to hear so they can write it down. But um, Matt, how was it that you were able to kind of like borrow that empowering belief from Jen, because I mean, you probably looked at her and thought, okay, she's a little crazy right now, but I'm kind of, what was your transformational moment? What happened with you to be able to make that shift? Honestly, I, it was really just seeing her transform from this like very like closed in for person to just this like glowing, like I, like I said earlier, you know, I really feel like she stepped into her true power. Um, about a year and a half prior, no, about a year prior to us opening Cameron's Recruit, I was working at a really great firm. Um, and actually it was in New Jersey at the time. And it was like 10 miles from my house. I was able to bring my kids to school every morning. I was able to have dinner with my family for the first time because I was always working in New York City. And it was great. I loved the team there. I loved my clients. Like, it was amazing. Football. I was there for about two years. I was able to really be the dad I wanted to be. And I was like, this is great. I'm going to do this forever. I'm going to be at this company forever. And one day I come home, I walk through the door and they laid me off. When, out of nowhere out of nowhere they weren't doing well financially and they laid me off and i was devastated mm -hmm. i was devastated and i was like all right i'm going to go back into new york city so i found a great job in new york city and honestly from the second i walked in there my first day i was miserable wow so now i'm really questioning i'm like why did i get low why did i get let go of this great job 10 miles from my house that i loved and i was doing really great at and now i'm sitting in this firm in new york city where I don't see my kids anymore. I don't see my wife and I'm there till 8.30 at night and I'm miserable. So then I'm like, there's gotta be a reason why I was let go. There's gotta be a reason why I'm not happy and I'm wanting more. So I'm starting to now, when I saw, we started diving into all of that, it allowed me to realize like, there's reasons why she wasn't happy. There's reason why, there's reasons why you're going through what you're going through because you both, there's a higher, there's a bigger yeah, mission, movement, movement yeah. that we need to be doing. And then I started to really think that way. And I was like, oh my God, like, so that kind of really spurred it as well as I started to be present and really understand the things that were happening in my life and why they were happening or maybe why they were happening. Wow. This is really powerful stuff yeah. here. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I put down for uh, be empowered. First of all, you've got to invest in yourself. You have to. And I would say that's the first and probably only step you really need to take because I, there's very few people that will invest in themselves. I mean, it's like pulling out teeth for me with my teams to be able to get them to invest in themselves. It's one thing if I invest in them, like your company did for you, Jen, uh, but it's another thing when they start investing in themselves, which you started to do, and you really put the time in to be able to do this. But something hit Hit me. Uh, I think there's an untold story here that I think it's going to affect some people right now uh, because I, I think you kind of were probably labeled something that I think we label a lot of kids. I'm a grandma now and I got to watch myself that I do not label my grandson, right? And uh, I, bet you, I bet you any money people would just say, oh, she's just shy. Mm -hmm. Yes. Just All shy. the time. She's shy. Yep. Yes. And so put that label on you and kind of like power of words, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, and then something triggered you and you started uh, thinking about this. And then she gave you some powerful questions because powerful coaches ask powerful questions. You got to dig down to the root. And you did that. You took the time to do that. Most people won't do mm -hmm. that, right? And you did. And you asked yourself those questions. What are my false beliefs? And I think, you know, you're listening to this right now. Just turn this off right now and just write down what are your false beliefs and just start writing. Don't judge them. Just write down your false beliefs because I think that's the first step to this. And I know I'm going to do it. I'm going to get off this podcast when we're done. And I'm going to say, do I still have some false beliefs going on here? Because what you don't act on now, you will eventually act out and it will affect your future. It'll affect your legacy. Folks, we have a legacy to leave and very few people leave that legacy and there's some steps that go into that and so talk about that process jen because she's just shy it's okay she's just shy talk through that and talk to the person right now that thinks they're shy 
Yeah. So I think that's where too, it's funny. Cause like when people would ask me like, Oh, I was so shy. I'm always so shy. And it's so funny. Cause like I would even admittedly talk to the fact that I was shy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think once I went through that false belief exercise, right. I started to recognize I'm annoying. I was abandoned and I'm not good enough are lies I'm telling myself. And so just that simple level of awareness. Right. And so not that it solves everything. It's not like you wake up tomorrow and you're like, Oh, I'm healed and I'm perfect. and I'm fine. It's, it's just that level of awareness that brings you one step closer to that freedom, right? Like you're free of those false beliefs when you recognize it's exactly what they are. And so even just going to the store and acting and, and, and I would, I would be looking for something forever. I just, I can't find this thing. And I'd be going up and down and up and down 10 minutes. And my daughter was like, mommy, just ask somebody. And it's like, oh my gosh, there goes my false belief of me feeling like I'm annoying showing up in just grocery shopping. Like you don't realize how big those false beliefs are until you recognize those little things that happen on a daily basis where those false beliefs are playing a role in your life. And so that level of awareness, like, yes, I must just ask somebody now, um, has completely transformed and gotten me out of my shell. But I also, I like what you said too about, it's, it's not like you wake up one day and you're healed, but it also understanding those, why you're feeling that way is allowing you to identify triggers going forward right? So when you start to feel a certain way, you can easily say, okay, this is why I'm feeling this way, right? And how can you make that better? How can you get out of feeling that that way? Right. So I think that's, we've done a really good job, I think, understanding each other's triggers, even our kids' triggers, right? Because I can understand why my daughter is getting upset or why my son's not, not wanting to go to baseball practice today. Or, you know, why she doesn't want to call um, someone back that we're supposed to have a meeting with because she, they haven't responded in a week. And I'm I like, feel no, like I'm annoying. No, we need to follow up. She's like, yeah. no, no, no. I'm like, no, we need to Give follow up. Give some more time. And so just that level of awareness allows you to talk yourself out of it and say, thank you universe yep. for showing me that this is still something that I'm working on but I'm going to take that next step anyway. And so just really kind of making yourself realize that it is just a false belief. It's nothing more. And I promise you. So, so many times when I was like, I'm not calling them, I'm not putting myself out there. I would never put myself out there. Right. Because I would be embarrassed or shy if I got a no, because I couldn't get a no. And so I would never put myself out there. Um, and I, and you know, I was just being shy. Um, and that was okay because being shy is acceptable. Um, and so once I start to recognize that by not putting yourself out there, you're not going to get any yeses and that these were my old false beliefs talking, I would really push myself to just do it. And literally that first and second time, it just, it's, it just really shows me that they were nothing more than false beliefs. You know, that person that didn't call me back, oh my God, I'm so sorry, but this happened and that happened. And you know, and then you start to realize like, okay, I am a little nuts about this false belief that, you know, I think that. I'm annoying. And that's an empowering feeling, right? I can be empowered by the fact that one day I'm going to be able to retell the story and empower somebody else and help them get out of the same situation. Um, and so really just kind of shifting that focus. So even in those, those moments of, I feel sorry for myself. These are my false beliefs. I don't feel good about myself really transforming, um, that and understanding that they are false beliefs, um, and looking at it from a place of opportunity and, and what's that level of gratitude that I can bring in here. Um, and that, that's really it. It's all a mind game. You know, it's all, it's all the mindset. Yeah, no, that's really beautiful. I'm sure there was a point in time, uh, Jen, that you were trying to fix and change Matt. And I know, uh, women, we love to fix and change, right? <laughs> we're we're uh-huh. fixers. Uh-huh. And, but instead you stopped yourself and said, you know, I'm going to fix and change myself. And I was coaching actually a friend of mine, uh, they're struggling with their marriage and she just wants her husband to go to church. She wants him to go to Bible study. She wants him to do all this stuff. I said, stop. Mm -hmm. What do you need to do? Stop trying to say what he needs to do. And you figure out what you need to do. Invest in yourself, invest in your own transformation. It's just, you know, if it's to be, it's up to me. Transformation begins in me, right? And so stop trying to do that. What was that shift in your mindset to kind of stop that madness, if you will? It's so weird because once I started to get to that level of just like self-love mindset and being on this positive flow and seeing all this, it's, it's straight. And it's funny. Cause I remember saying this to somebody else is like, I always loved Matt, right? Clearly I married him and we're together. We have kids, but I loved him times 10. Like it was weird. It was like, 
and I don't, I can't even pinpoint exactly when it happened. Um, but loving myself and being at that place of just being so comfortable with myself, I felt like, God, I loved him before, but I really love him now. And I found him like funny. Like when I <laughs> felt like I never used to find it funny because he would be like annoying, you know, that I got, and Wait, because you I was, you find me funny? <laughs> but you know, and I can't even pinpoint that exact moment, but I just know and I, there, and he did, he wasn't a new person. He was always that same person that he always was. But I think I just had a whole new, my, a whole new outlook, a whole new level of appreciation. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we still get into our little like arguments, but because we understand who we are and we understand, I understand that he, he is who he is and what his triggers are and what, you know, his past looks like and, and how he shows up in the world. Well, I can come at it from a level of compassion and empathy so even when he does have a triggering moment and he's nasty or he snaps back, it's like, I can really have compassion and empathy for it because I can understand what the, what the root of that cause is. It's not me. It's not anything other than something showing up that it's a false belief. And so- Well, I love that you said too that she needs to change herself first because it's interesting because listen, I'm far from perfect. But when I saw her transformation, it inspired me to right. make changes as well. So when you say, you know, they need, you need to focus on yourself first. And it's funny because why she did that, it allowed me to, to, do see, it. to do it as well. Without me asking. So indirectly, she, yeah. she, I needed to change on, certain, some, on certain, certain things. And she allowed me to do that because of what she was doing indirectly, yeah. which I think is really cool. That's so cool because here's what I'm hearing from you is when you're when you are empowered and you become empowering, right? Because if you uh, do this empowerment exercise that you're going to love times 10 and people yes. are going to feel it and they're going to want what you got. Like, give me whatever yes. drugs you got right now, because yes. this is incredible. And, and so how you invested in yourself. So that was number one. Uh, number two, um, I put down, be a stalker of higher minded people. Cause that's basically what you did. My first step of my uh, book, be amazing to be successful is to stalk visionaries yep. and to go after higher minded people. And that's what I had to do to get to where I am today. And there's so many people out there. There's us. You can get on our online masterminds. And, and what's so cool is last night we were on our, our mastermind. And the people that are on them lift me up. And by the end of it, I actually went, started it with, I had a little bit of depression before I started the call. And I was just like believing these limited beliefs that I had. And by the end of the call, I was flying high, dancing around the house. My husband's like, oh my gosh, you're so crazy, you know, but he didn't know that I had that, those thoughts prior to the call. Yep. You know, you just had to constantly, constantly infiltrate and be around higher thought people. And then number three, um, I love that you said, listen to your inner voice and that gut feeling. And I know uh, I talk to a lot of people because I'm spending, I'm doing a 30 day journey right now uh, with Christopher Cook's program. It's it's a uh, journey to wholeness. And uh, you, it's uh, like this miracle hour that you spend with yourself. And I trust me, I've struggled spending time with my own thoughts, you know, and writing <laughs> down my own negative ang anxious thoughts and going through that process. So talk through that process, like give tangible ways of how to release and get rid of toxic talk coming out of your mouth. You know, I, I'm very visual. So I literally would visualize anything negative as black smoke. And I don't know what it is, but because I am so visual, it just helped me. And if I, if that's happening, I just feel like I see all this black smoke in the room. Mm -hmm. Or even if somebody else is there and they're talking, I just there's black smoke filling in the room. And so I go to the light, right? Or I become the light and I change the subject because my level of awareness is so high now, right? And this is this takes practice. You literally have to practice this every day. And this needs to be the forefront of your mindset every single day is to get away from it. Because at first it wasn't so easy. It's like you're dying to talk about like, oh, this one did this. this one. And because you now know what it feels like to not and how amazing and beautiful everything is, I remember even looking at like a sunset or the sky and my eyes hurt because it's almost like you're looking at things with new eyes because you're, you've detoxed of all this negativity. Um, and so I am very visual and I just think of this black smoke feel like, okay, this is, this energy is really toxic. Um, and so I either excuse myself or I try to be the light and depending on who it is, right? Like if I can be the light. I, I kind of make that in terms of a judgment call 
um, if I can't be like, or even if Matt and I just can't get on the same page, it's like, okay, we need to both kind of get into the right mindset before we continue the conversation. Although it really doesn't get to that level um, anymore. I pretty much just listen both... to whatever she says. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> okay, dear. Yes, dear. <laughs> yes. No, that's not true. Um, but you know, I think I really just, the visualness of it really. And then also listening to Bob Proctor. So any second that I have, any second, if I'm in the car, if I'm, I literally just put on one of these people on an audio on, and I just let go, no matter what I'm doing, because it's a constant reminder of me and it's constantly helping me become my default. Um, and so that's what it is now. And so now I'm able to identify very quickly, like this is going down a bad path, this conversation. So I either need to be the light or go away. Um, and so those are my tricks. And when I think about um, in terms of frequency, right? Like energy is frequency. And I think about my goals in terms of a frequency level are really, really high. So if my goal is on a frequency level really, really high and I'm on this frequency down here, well, I'm never going to achieve those goals. And so I'm constantly bringing it back to where do I want to be? Where do I want to go? And if I want to go in the direction of low frequency goals, well, then this is a good, and so I'm constantly reminding myself of that um, with the visuals and it, I'm quickly, like literally now it's like minutes of like, okay, this is not cool, you yeah. know? Also, I mean, I think for us too, uh, you know, obviously not everybody could just pick up and leave and change it if their state when they're starting a new company. I think we were very fortunate to have Jen's mom here and, you know, living with her, but um, it allowed us to kind of start over, right? So we left a lot, we left negativity, Every, we, we left, left negative people, we kind of, we really kind of removed ourselves from years in, of, of having friends and family and although we, you know, but you also have that negativity as well. Um, so we were here alone and really kind of a fresh start. And I think that allowed us to kind of yeah. really just focus and bring in people in our lives. At this point, we knew we only wanted people that got us to that level of frequency, right? Mm -hmm. um, so we only surround ourselves with amazing people, which I think has helped us a lot. It's allowed us to really focus on our goals. Um, and even with our business, like you said, we, we, we brought, brought on people that are much smarter than us. Yes. Um, so we're learning a lot every single day. Um, and we're just kind of staying yeah. true to our purpose. I mean, and even when we were in our old environment, I was able to quickly with love, you know, let the people that were constantly, you know, just those like energy suckers, just like with love, mm -hmm. I, I release you to no longer have interactions with me until you heal yourself. Um, and so I really just was conscious about who I spent time with, what they were talking about. And in the beginning, you're not so strong, right? Like you're not, your mindset's not at that level. So I just would like, just avoid their phone calls, not call, you know, hey, I'm so sorry. I'm just super crazy lately um, until I was ready to be able to sit on a phone and not absorb somebody's negative energy and turn it into light. Um, and so that was, and then, and then people start to realize like, don't go to Jen with that bullshit because she's just going to make it magical. And then you're not going to be able to keep yeah. talking you know, and then, and then people just know your boundaries. Like once you become that person, they just know, like, don't talk to her about bad stuff because she's just going to make it nice and fluffy. You know, Jen, that's huge because uh, I'll have team members that say, I don't know why, but everybody tells me all this negative stuff. Yeah. And so I'll, I know why now, because you're yes. on the low frequency. Yes. Why are you so available for yes. it? Exactly. Well, you've got to get on high frequency and know because nobody brings negativity to me Jen and so I'm like the last person to find anything out but yep. that's why and so get off that low frequency and then it won't happen because I've had a lot of team members come to me and say that now I know how to coach them I hope they're listening to this right now yeah. because get off that low frequency Absolutely. and that's what, exactly what you're attracting and it's funny because you'll see especially if you're vibing high that little by little everyone will rise to that level because they just see like this magic thing happening. Like, why is this girl so happy and full of energy? And even when you walk in a room, do you ever notice how you like change the tone of that room? Because yes. you're full of that positive light and energy and everybody's like, oh man, I'm on this frequency. Yeah. And wow. so it was huge. So you blew my mind. Have you ever heard of Dr. Caroline Leaf? She wrote the book, Switch on Your Brain. And when you said black smoke, she actually gives the scientific what's happening in your brain. So literally I'm probably going to, say this wrong, but this is what I remember. 
she's saying is it's like these dead trees, these protein trees are in your brain. And so imagine all these dead trees because of all that negative thoughts and the negative talk that you have is forming in your brain. And it's just, that's the frequency right there. It's happening. Yep. Like literally you're destroying your brain and don't think that's not going to destroy your organs in your body. And yep. I, interviewed a woman uh, that she told me uh, she had ovarian cancer and she said, Tina, I really believe it's because of my negative thoughts and my mm -hmm. negative speech that I had for years that I got this cancer. And she said, I want to let people know uh, that, that you can prevent cancer just by being positive. And so yep. she talked about that on my podcast and Love she it. blew my mind. Just the fact that she was just so honest and vulnerable. It was just really beautiful. And so that was number four. And then number five, I said, a uh, mindset training. So get in some sort of mindset training, whatever that is. I know I teach a lot of the authentic journaling to help get through that mindset training. And then number six is complete gratitude and just having that constant gratitude. Number seven, I want to stop on for a minute because um, I believe to be empowered, you have to go through the law of sacrifice. And you certainly have gone through the law of sacrifice. You've left the comforts of home, of a four bedroom home to a one bedroom with sharing with your kids, but you still have that gratitude. So that law of sacrifice, talk through that process because I think most people aren't willing to go through that law of sacrifice. And so many uh, people that I uh, have on our team, uh, they'll quit for more money and then they come back because they realize oh my gosh I'm not happy there it doesn't matter so I'm going to sacrifice that talk through that process how, how have you been able to sacrifice um I mean at first it's like oh I need a car right that's my car. I don't even have a car so um so it's definitely a little hard but when you sat down like I think Matt meant, might have mentioned this but we we sat down together and we said what are our priorities like what is a no compromise zone what do we need and most of the stuff you'd be surprised. It's like, okay, we want our kids to be happy. And then it's like, we want our kids to be able to spend more time with us and us to be more present with our kids and be really involved in their lives. We want to empower others, right? Like we want to be really, and so like none of that comes with things. And so we're like, okay, if we can just set down these four things that we, that, that this is what we want to do, um, we, we could be able to let go of those things if we knew that this was a higher, the higher purpose. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we came here and don't get me wrong. Like even when we got here, I'm like, I'm in my late thirties. I have no car. I live with my mother and my two kids were all in one bedroom. And so those thoughts do come creeping back. But when you start to recognize that it's not about you, it's about that higher purpose of like, well, mm -hmm. yeah, that does kind of stink. But what about being able to be with, I can pick my kids up every day from school. And that's a big deal for me. And that might not be a big deal for some people, but that is a big deal for me. And that's why it's okay, right? It's okay that we're kind of in this level of just, you know, what it's so funny too, because like the things that you start to appreciate and have gratitude for are like, I love, I wake up at five in the morning before everyone's up and I have a cup of coffee. And it sounds silly, but it is my favorite time of day. And like, we used to run to Starbucks. It's like, oh, let's run to Starbucks. But now it's like my favorite time of day is to wake up and I make my own latte, right? And, I, and, I, and I'm so excited because I bought the coconut creamer. And so I can like put it in there. And so, and I like put cinnamon and I pretend like it's like from a fancy place, right? And so I think it really just boils down to what are your goals? Like, what are your life goals? And, and then nothing else is important. Well, I also think like we knew once we decided we were going to you know, start Canvas Crew, we knew that we had to sacrifice, right? We knew that we had, were going to sell from this business and we need to get rid of everything we could have to do that. Um, but we also knew that because we, that was what we needed to do, that we were going to eventually, it, it was going to pay off, right? So we know that eventually we're going to be able to get a two bedroom house, right? Or get a three bedroom house. <laughs> Um, but we, yeah, I mean, the sacrifices, like I said, the mindset is the hardest part about being an entrepreneur because you're always second guessing yourself and your, your decisions. Um, but going back to your mission and vision and staying true to your purpose allows you to kind of get through that yeah. day by day. Um, and what's been really cool. And I talk about this a lot too, is being here and leaving so much and having so little. And when I mean having so little, I mean, just things, right. Cause we have a lot of love. We have, yeah, health, we have everything we're, else. We're very lucky. Yeah. Um, 
you realize what you really need. Yeah. Like when, you know, when we, when we do start making an income and making money and like, we know that what, what we don't need, we don't need a big house or fancy cars, right? We just, we want the basic stuff, but we really want was our time with our kids. We want to leave a legacy. We want to empower others and that's going to happen. Um, so by just identifying what those tr- being in alignment together and identifying what those true passion points are, um, it's a lot just kind of sacrifice and know that there is a, bigger means to that end, right? And, and even the, in the sacrifice, right? Like at this level of mindset, I start to realize like there's a reason I'm in, uh, we all sleep in the same room, right? There's a reason. And and like, it stinks at first. Cause you're like, Oh God, like my, and they don't stop talking and they like never want to go to bed. And you're like, God. but then I'm like, okay, one day we're going to look back at this and we're going to miss all the, and, and it's bringing a level of closeness that we might not have ever had without this experience. And so really just switching that lens again of like, yeah, it kind of stinks, right? Like you don't ever, you're never alone. Your kids are always in the same room, you know, but you know, would I have that level of closeness with my kids in the future? Will my kids maybe have a little bit higher level of gratitude for the things they do have in the next five years? And we talked about you earlier, know? having a level of gratitude for everything. So like for us, I look at it. So we get up at five, five thirty every morning, right? To start our day. If we were going to bed, if we were back in Jersey and going to bed at midnight, which we, yeah, were, we were, we would never be getting up that early, right? But we go to bed, right. when our kids go to bed, we're in bed by nine o'clock. We get up in the morning, we're refreshed. We start the day at five, five thirty, like without being in that routine. Yeah. It would be very difficult to do what we do. So you just have to have a level of gratitude for everything. Yeah. Every situation. Yeah. That's so true. That's how you get through the law of sacrifice. And it's so funny. My kids are married now. My daughter has a son, as I mentioned, and their biggest uh, things that they remember is the times that we went on our boat, our small boat for two weeks at a time, you know, sleeping in the same like small area. And that was their favorite times. That's what they remember. And so that's what your kids will remember, you know, years down the road. And, you know, talking about the law of sacrifice, I left dentistry to do this mission because I I knew owning a cosmetology school was me, was going to be a ministry for me. Didn't collect a paycheck for 10 years. Didn't wow. even think about it. It wasn't even like an issue for me because I knew I was living my purpose. I love the quote. It's not about you. It's about that higher purpose. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. about you. It's about that higher purpose. It really is. And so number eight, I put just identifying those triggers that trigger you, right, to that negative thought process. And then number nine, we constantly talked about being present. Just be present where you're at. Number 10, ask for help. For goodness gracious, ask for help. I I tell you, my husband is so good at that. He will talk to anybody and everybody and ask people for help. He leads that process for me because a lot of times I'm super shy about it. Oh, I should do it myself, you know? Yeah, just be around someone that can ask for help. I think that's just the only way you can be successful to be empowered is to ask for help. And number 11, be rejected. Get rejection. Because mm-hmm. in order to be successful, you have to be rejected, right? Yeah. Keep moving past that. And then number 12, get rid of the labels on yourself. We, we talked a lot about that. Uh, number 13, I said, vibe high, right? Use yeah. the tools in your tool, toolbox to be able to make that happen. Number 14, forgive yourself first and foremost. Like, do if you have a hard time forgiving other people, Yes. No way that you have forgiven yourself. There's something still stuck in your past that you haven't forgiven yourself. And then number um, 15, I put, um, I said, get to your higher purpose. So what is your purpose? I I don't know what the percentage is, you guys, but how many people do you think that you know are actually, they truly believe they're living out their purpose? Not many. Not many. I mean, now that we are new circle of people a lot, um, but traditionally, not many people, people are at living at a level of unawareness and they're just kind of going through the motions just like Matt and I were um, and just living every day like and they don't realize the level of abundance that's out there and available to them by just shifting their mindset. I became an entirely new person without anything in my life changing. Um, and I think it's just, it's available to everybody. It's if it is, do you, do you want to do it? Are are you, is it something that you want to do? Um, and that's all it is, but yeah, not many people are doing it. Yeah. And I see that you guys saw a huge need in the beauty industry 
and you're like, that's my purpose. What yeah. was that? What was that defining moment for you that said, that's our purpose? What woke you up at night and said, this is, we're going to start okay. with the crew. Yeah. When Jen realized that her purpose was empowerment and that she didn't have a voice and you know, our time in millennium, we spent almost two decades there together. And we just, we heard so many terrible stories about salon owners not having the right talent and having walkouts or, or stylists finding jobs that they were staying in that they didn't like because they didn't know where to go to find another job. We just heard all these stories about people not being empowered and not having voices. We put the two together. Well, it's so funny too, because like I just was laying down and listening to one of my podcasts and I just was like, duh. Like it's right. And I, I really felt like that message was sent through those friends to ask us questions about working and how work was and, and what do you think the problems are in the space? And then just really having an, an intelligent conversation, um, very innocently, not trying to get us to, to do anything. And then just going to bed and just like, it all hit me like a ton of bricks. Like there it is. Like, that's what it is. We're going to build this space where we're going to celebrate artists. We're going to empower beauty professionals and future beauty professionals, um, and help owners find that right cultural fit. And it was like, no question down. Like once we said it out loud, it was like, that's exactly what we're going to do. It was like, no question about it. Yep. And then we just had our foot on the gas. Um, every step after that to figure out how to make, you know, put the pieces of the puzzle together of how to make it happen. And if that meant sacrificing, you know, the things we had, that's what, it, that's what we were going to do because we were so sure it was like that burning desire of like, yep, there it is. Um, and let's go. Yeah. Um, so that's how it happened. It's so cool. I was looking at your Instagram page. It's uh, canvas at canvas recruit. Yeah. Uh, I was looking at it and it's so cool how you basically advertise some future professionals or students out of cosmetology school all over the country and all cosmetology schools and showing showcasing them and who yeah. they are. It's just, no one's ever done this. It's just yeah. so incredible. And I could just see where some salon owners are going to be stalking some of these, you know, graduates. So I yeah. think that's really, really cool. Of course, you have, you have different artists that people can spend a day with. That was a really cool idea. You have some really cool things happening. So it's ways for salons uh, to be able to recruit their next talent. And it's a way for students out of school to be able to find their home, to find yeah. their culture fit. And how cool is that? Because I mean, I, I can't even begin to tell you I'm from Michigan, of course. So everybody wants to move out of Michigan. You know, they're like, as soon as I can, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> and so what a great platform for them to be yeah. able to go on there and to be able to say, okay, this is the right culture fit for me. Yeah. This is what I want to do. I want to interview with them. I want to see if I can get a job with them. And yeah. so uh, talk about some of the stories that's happened so far uh, with some of your graduates graduates or some of the salons through your platform? Well, there's, there's, there's a lot. I mean, you know, and I, I was going to bring this up earlier, but like, um, those fear, those fear based mindset happens so much showing up all day, all day with students, especially young students, right. That are going through school. I, we were placing a student in Arizona with a mentor. Um, and she, they, this mentor actually selected this person's portfolio. She loved her work. She was so excited. And the next morning, when she was supposed to go to the, she was to be her assistant for a big fashion week event. And she texted me, she's like, I, something came up, I can't go. The student, the, the student mentee was, was her fear-based mindset. And I immediately realized, I'm like, she, it's, she's scared to go, right? right. It's obviously a fear-based response. So I call her and I'm like, listen, I know you're scared. And it's actually the same week, it was the same day we were speaking at your Paul Mitchell event. And I'm like, listen, Jen and I are about to get on stage <laughs> in front of 200 people at Paul Mitchell. We are literally terrified. I haven't slept in three weeks. <laughs> but we're going to do it and we're going to grow from it and we're going to learn from it and it's going to make us better. I'm like, you're going to do the same thing. I'm like, you are ready for this. And like, you were going, I said, the fear of regret is worse than fear of its, fear the itself. Fear itself yeah. And I said, you will be a better person. I promise you. Um, and she wasn't going to go, but she ended up going. So we're seeing a lot of the fear-based mindset yeah. pop up um, with the younger students just feeling they're not good they enough. They feel like they're not good enough. You know, think about it too. They're growing up in a world where everything's on the spotlight, Instagram, Facebook, they have, you know, people, not only they're putting themselves out there a lot, which is great, but they're also getting the most criticism out of any generation as well, because they're putting themselves out there so much. So they're growing up with these fear-based mindsets. They know what, they're not good enough or they're getting negative feedback and they don't know how to deal with that. Um, so I think we have to be really great coaches around that and say that they are good enough and they're going to learn from these lessons and they're going to be great. Um, and that's what we're so passionate about, yeah. right? Like it gets to tie in 
our life purpose with this beautiful platform where we can empower people to truly step into the best, their best selves. We had this one girl from actually Arizona again, um, and she was always fearful of applying for opportunities in her local area. She's on the verge of graduating. She wanted to really connect with this cool mentor in her area. And, it, and everybody used to encourage her, like, your work is amazing. Like, go do it. She never did. And so finally, Canvas Recruit launched, and she created her portfolio. And she felt like, finally, I have a digital voice, a digital footprint. Um, and then it so happens that the universe is very tricky. And we actually ended up getting that mentor to be somebody for Canvas Recruit the one that she was too fearful to reach out to, to ask if she could work with her. Um, and she <laughs> hit a button on Canvas Recruit and said apply. Um, and she was actually chosen. And they are now besties. Like they share each other's work on social all the time. Um, she actually made a video for us because she was like, I was so scared to put myself out there. And you guys really made that happen and changed her life. Yeah, we're really big on like, you know, we practice what we preach, right? So we talk about your network is your net worth. We talk about um, you know, getting that experience. And now we want to do that with our mentorship opportunities, right? So not only are they getting this like in salon experience, but they're connecting with people that are, I don't know, I don't want to say smarter, but that have more experience, more maybe, experience right? Yeah. So now they're, they're, they're just building them. their network, right? And they're connecting with these people and they're not even graduated yet, right? So that's our real goal with the whole mentorship opportunities to kind of make those connections right away because it's increasing their knowledge. It's getting them in front of people they normally wouldn't get in front of. And it's giving them more opportunity to be seen yeah. and that's, and have a voice. And that's our entire mission. Yeah. And even giving the salon owner a voice, like we have, a, we have um, how they create job career opportunities on our site is very visual. So it caters to video. And so really just giving that salon owner a voice of what is it like to work with you? Um, and really just being able to shine and showcase culture and, and how their employees are happy and what they do to have fun. And um, so really just kind of showcase who they are. Um, in a techno technology in a technological way, right? So like they say like technology is like, oh, it dehumanizes us, but we're doing the very opposite. So we are humanizing by showing showcasing stories. I mean, the beautiful stories that are coming from our platform have been really inspiring. I mean, people talk about their life experiences and how cosmetology was an afterthought because they were pushed to do other things and how now they have a daughter that's autistic. I mean, all these things and, and you see these people being vulnerable um, and sharing their videos and their stories and and it's just becoming really powerful and humanizing and connecting artists with other artists or artists with, with opportunities. Um, it's just been a really cool experience to see like, yeah, it's a recruitment platform, but it's much, it's much more than that. It goes yeah. way deeper than that. Much deeper. Wow. You really hit hard on something that I want to touch base on because uh, my team is getting really frustrated with putting on these design team events, we call them out in the community and they, they get to do runway shows and um, they're actually able to do work right now uh, with magazines. And it's incredible, the opportunities that are coming, right? And, yeah. uh, and then they don't show up. And oh I, I said to them, I said, you guys, it's not because they're trying to be mean. They're afraid. Oh, you yes. have to get past the fear-based mindset. And they just stared at me like, what? <laughs> and so they need mindset training. This is, this is incredible. So talk through that process. I know I have future professionals listening to that right now that have canceled. And I love that you said the fear of regret is worse than the fear itself. That, oh my gosh, it's so true in my life on times that I didn't show up to things that I really wanted to do, but I was a little bit afraid to go. Yep. Yep. And I didn't go and I have that regret. And so talk through that process. Talk talk to that person right now that has that's afraid to do something and keeps canceling, coming up with excuses. Oh, I have to work or I don't yeah. have money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's like coming from a level of compassion and empathy, right? Like I was scared of so many things and I have been there and I totally get it. And I will tell you a hundred percent of the time showing up and shaking in my boots was always better than not showing up at all. Um, and I, and I think that honestly, like if you just authentically show, like I used to always show up and want to please everybody else. I hope everybody likes me. I hope I do a great job. I hope they think, I hope they think I do a good job. Right. It's always about everyone else. Right. But if you show up just for you, it's just for you and no judgment and you don't care what other, I mean, yes, you might care what other people think, but really just focus on yourself. How are you feeling? How are you showing up? How can you just show up as your best self and do this? Because you know what? I used to picture 
the five-year-older version of myself or the 10-year-older version of myself literally standing across from me and talking to me? What would she say? Would she say, like, girl, get your pants on right now and let's go? Or would she say, like, oh, it's okay, just be scared? Of the, you know, and so I just really envisioned myself talking to my, the older version of myself and just thinking about what are the things I'm going to regret? What are the things that I'm going to be like, you know, and then thinking about, what doors could this open for me? Like, listen, even if I blow it, mm -hmm. at least I know, right? Like at least now, and in, even if you blow it, well, that's not really blowing it. That's a learning experience. And so there's really nothing to, there's no lose in here, right? Like even if like now, now you can go to your next one and be like, oh, not doing that again because I did this last time or I'm learning from that experience. And so not showing up will feel 10 times worse than actually showing up shaking in your boots. And, and that's really, I mean, that comes from full life experience. I've had 37 years of that and I know it firsthand and I used to not show up for a lot of things. And, um, I promise you, you'll be further off. And it's funny because I used to be such a perfectionist too. And I want everybody to love me and it's that that's all gone now, but um, I used to want to be 110%. And so I would not do something until I could be 110%. But guess what? the people that showed up at 70% are further than I was because yeah. they showed up. Mm -hmm. And so don't wait till you're a hundred. And this is what I hear all the time. Like, Oh, I'm not ready. No, you are ready. Because even at 70%, you're showing up 70% better than the people that didn't show up at all. And yeah. so really just kind of reminding yourself of that, writing it down and showing up because you know what you're 70% today by going, you're going to be a hundred next time. And so you can't get to that hundred without being the 50% person today that I, shows up. I also think it goes back to self-love too, right? Like, listen, we are so hot on ourselves. Oh my gosh. We are our biggest critic. We judge everything we do, right? So actually Jen and I used to do this a little bit too, where we would talk to ourselves like we were talking to a three or four year old version. Of yeah. Ourselves. Or like a five-year-old version. So mm -hmm. you're really kind, right? What would you say to your five-year-old self? Like, oh my God, you're so cute. You did such a good job. I love you. Like, right? do you know what I mean? Like, so really kind of going back to self-love and stop judging yourself. Cause that was our biggest thing too, is I grew up always judging myself and always wanted to like make sure people love me. And like, I was so focused on what people would think and feel about me. Me too. And part of me being able to get on stage at Paul Mitchell and talk to you guys was me not judging myself and being like, you know what? It is what it is. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to give it hundred percent and we're going to, we're going to figure it out. Yeah. Right. I mean, I was still really scared. Right. <laughs> But I was, able, <laughs> I was able to talk to myself in a way where I was like, it's going to be fine. You're going to be great. Mm. Like, and as long as you're vibing at that level, which we right. talk about. Yeah. As long as you, well, you show, and honestly, I've learned this too, is like, sometimes I'm not fully prepared, right? Because sometimes you try your hardest to fully prepare, but think life gets in the way and things happen and you show up and you're like, God, I'm not really prepared. And I wish I was more prepared. You could always be more prepared. Right. But when you show up with love, it's all yep. you can do. Just show up with love. And, and ready know, to learn. I realized too it. that most people are rooting for you. Yes. Right. Most people they are. want to see you succeed. They want to see you do well. So I used to tell that to myself a lot too. Like they want me to do well. Right. Most people do. And I think that's kind of helped me get through mm -hmm. that. That's so good. I love that you said your network is your net worth. Mm -hmm. And, and then Jen, you said, uh, what doors can this open for me? And mm -hmm. just ask yourself that question, you know, to make that statement, ask yourself that question. And then the bottom line is show up with love. Like we couldn't have ended this better of show up with love. And uh, so how can people get involved with Canvas Recruit? You can go to our website. So canvasrecruit.com. You can email us. We always love ideas, new mentors. Um, Jen, J-E-N at canvasrecruit.com or Matt, M-A-T-T at canvasrecruit.com um, and Instagram is great too. So yeah. at canvasrecruit on Instagram, we're, we're very active and we're always on there. So, so yeah, excited. Yeah, but we love talking to everybody. Yes. We, you know, we talk to members every single day, salon owners, stylists, students, how we can help them, what their goals are. Um, so it's not just about the platform. It's no. just, it's about life and, and having, living out, you know, we talk about it, living out your best career in beauty. Like really that's our mission is allowing these people to do that. Yeah. You both are just so refreshing and I truly believe you're exactly what this industry needed. And I just love how you're up leveling all of us and just the high frequency that you're coming at is lifting us all up. You know, we've been in the business for many, many years and it just had to get refreshed, you know, and be around the right people. And so I'm excited about that. How, uh, what last words do you have for everyone on the podcast in order to be empowered? Um, 
I will say, I'll start off with just identifying your true purpose. Like we talk about it a lot, like especially for young students or even salon owners, like your passion got you here, right? But your purpose is going to drive you through your career and through your life. And we talk about that a lot. So really sitting back, identifying what your true purpose is, what's going to set your soul on fire, right? Like what's going to make you the happiest. We talked to one of our advisory board members the other day and she was going through a rough day. And I was like, well, if you could do anything right now that will make you your, your true happiest self, like what would it be? And she's like, oh my God, that's a great question. I don't know. And that's a problem. Yeah. You need to know what you truly want to do and make it happen. Yeah. And I think honestly, it's just about showing up as the best version of yourself in every aspect of your life. It's not just about your career. It's about everything and understanding and identifying that purpose will help you show up as the best version of yourself every day. Never stop learning. Never. It's it's a a journey, right? And trust the journey. It's not about the destination. It's about the journey. We talk about that a lot. Mm, So true. Thank you both so much. You guys are just absolutely Amazing. Thank you so much, Tina. This is so fun. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to send us your stories of transformation through www.tinablack.net. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to give it a rating and subscribe. See you next time.